What's up? What's going on, everybody? This is Taz. Welcome to the Taz Show. Very much appreciate it. As we get rolling here uh, into the holiday season, middle of uh, December of 2019, and before you know it, it'll be 2020. And as I've been saying many times, it'll be a different 2020 for your boy. Yes, we'll see what's going on. Some things are changing. Uh, thanks for downloading this episode over at Apple Podcast or maybe on uh, Radio.com, Stitcher, maybe Spotify, or wherever you're getting your pods. I appreciate you pulling the Taz Show into your world very much. Uh, thanks for the ratings. If you haven't given me a rating on iTunes, go give me a rating if you don't mind. If you like the show, if you think I'm the shits, fine, say that. I hope you don't do that. But uh, Five Star Jones, that's what we're looking for here. We're looking to be put over at all times. That's the idea of me, Taz, the human suplex machine. So, and speaking of that said human suplex machine, this episode is going to be a little bit of a different uh, episode of the Taz Show, where we're going to do a little bit of a watch-along Jones of one of my old matches when I really was full-throttle human suplex machine. Um, I don't normally do this type. I've done, you know, a handful over the years, watch-alongs, you know, like a a lot of people do, but I've done it many times years ago when I first started podcasting, but I don't recall if I've ever, ever done one on my own match. <clears throat> so this episode, uh, basically, I'm I'm gonna I want, and this is a specific reason why I want to I want to do like altern- alternative, for lack of better terms, commentary on an old match of mine uh, against an old rivalry of mine. Uh, you know, the whole fucking show himself, Rob Van Dam. So this is uh, we're gonna go back to the November to remember 1999. November to remember 1999. Now, if you have the WWE Network, this is, I think, the only spot you're going to find this show. But you other people, some of you people have ways to find shows, but old shows, um, what have you. And uh, basically, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about where I was uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically during this time. This was basically my last, I believe. 99, no pun intended, but 99, 99% sure that this was my last ECW pay-per-view, uh, you know, match, uh, a big match. I had one more appearance, I think, on TV. It might have been against Mike Awesome. <clears throat> I was losing a lot as my my run ended uh, once uh, word got out word, word that I was heading to WWF or WWE now. But so, uh, but that's what I want to talk about during this match and, and the match that Rob and I had because uh, we've had a lot of matches, <clears throat> Van Dam and I. So I, I've always loved working with Rob. I, I think he liked working with me. I'm pretty sure he did. But we always we had a lot of matches over the years. So um, I think we gelled pretty good. But um, this match was a little little bit different, like um, where things were. And, and so I'll get into that in a little bit. And I'll tell you where to queue it up. Actually, I could tell you now where to queue it up. Because so we wrote it down. We're not gonna not gonna watch the match right this second. So I'm gonna go to break in a minute. I'm already parched. I might need a little water. But you want to go to one forty-five forty-five. So don't play yet, but just get yourself set. 
and that's on the WWE Network. Um, just search uh, November to Remember 1999. It's from November 7th, 1999. 1999. And go to the time code, as I just said, uh, within, uh, I think we might have been the semi-main event. So it's uh, one hour, 45 minutes, and 45 seconds. So one, 45, 45. That's where you want to go. <clears throat> now, remind you on the other side of break, too, but you guys can play and pause and do what you want. It's not like a fucking tape cassette gimmick, Taz. It's not 1981. Okay, get with the fucking time, Sonny. Uh, so, you know, a um, couple of things before we get into that later on. So the deal is uh, I'm going to be doing, until the year ends, a couple of more podcasts, a couple of more, and then I, I'm not going to get into too much because some things aren't finalized. <clears throat> some things are going to happen for me in the middle of January probably, but I might be able to announce them beforehand. Um, but I, 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 I will make an announcement. Um, I will make an announcement soon. Let's put it that way. Uh, I will make, uh, uh, an announcement soon on what I'm doing as far as the radio show. Okay. With Moose and I, I, so, um, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people know where I'm going with this, that listen to Taz and the Moose on the radio every day. Um, I just, you know, so I'm, 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 I, I think you could figure that part out, like kind of for me, what I, I need to, I'm trying to do some different things uh, in the upcoming new year. I'm hemming and hard a little bit here because I just, I want to say things and <clears throat> it's just difficult to say right now. Um, so, you know, um, <laughs> but like I said, I think you could figure it out. Um, you know, what, as far as the radio end of things, um, well, you know what? the hell with it i'm gonna just I, i'll leave it there okay i just <laughs> i'll leave it there and then soon i'll i'll, I'll make a, an, an official announcement about that I, i'm sorry i'm not trying to waste people's times i'm i i don't work with a script here a lot of people write stuff out on their podcasts I'm, I'm 700 deep into this fucking game here and i've never wrote shit down as you guys know i spitball I am fucking free, freestyle Jones. That's my gimmick. <clears throat> I have an outline, an idea, what I'm going to say in my head. And a lot of times I veer off of that. And that's even when I had a studio full of people, I was doing it like that. So I, that's how I like to riff. I like to be creatively loose, um, which, uh, you know, that's where, I, to be honest, I'm talking about the radio show, the sports radio show that I've been hosting for just about you know two years now on a national level for CBS Sports Radio. You are hindered. I will be honest. Like for me, I can't speak for the other people on the show, but for me, I've always felt with the show, uh, it's kind of a, a hamster me hamster wheel mentality. It's the same, like the same feel creatively. And that's no knock on any of our, the team on the show or anybody. It's just the the, the beast that is national sports radio, and <clears throat> um, that's the that's the one thing that I just don't like about it. I got to be honest, and it's hindered me creatively. Um, it's tough to freestyle. There's, there's certain way it's like, it's the guest, it's the, this, it's the, it's the opening topic. You can loosen it up after that segment. It just, it's a, it's every, it's all of the sports radio, you know, terrestrial radio, uh, uh, companies. It's the same way. And it's just these guys that have been doing sports radio for years and years, the typical sports casters, they, that's just what they do. It's almost like robotic, like for them. I'm not a robot. I can't be a robot. Like, I, I don't like that at all. I don't, it's just not my style. So that's the beauty of the way the Taz show was when it was daily every day. It was fucking spitball, free freestyling. That's what I love about podcasting so much. It, it's freestyling. 
you know, that's what I love about color commentary as a professional wrestling commentator. It essentially is freestyling, even in WWE, even though most of you guys think that Vince McMahon is telling you every word with the same in your ear, which isn't true. So you, you're getting direction, but he's not giving you a fucking monologue, you know? So um, thing is, I, I love that creativeness, you know, um, to just spitball. I keep using that word because that's the, the word that describes the shit that I'm talking about. So that's what I love about podcasting so much. And uh, enjoyed uh, when I was daily doing a live streaming show because I I made sure I was the creative head of the whole show. So I didn't want anybody on the show or me or callers to to work within a certain parameter. I wanted to keep it loose freestyling, but yet a structure kind of like controlled chaos, as an old executive radio executive told me uh, when he uh, heard my show for a couple of days in a row and watched the live stream one day. He's like, you are co- fucking complete control, but yet it seems chaotic. And I laughed. I go, ah, you figured me out. He goes, I've been doing this fucking 30 years. I go, I hear you, dude. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I just, I can go on and on about this topic. So this is for another podcast soon. Well, so uh, <laughs> not right this second. I probably veered off more than I wanted to. Um... I know this much. <clears throat> I need a drink, and then I have to plug something. Something with Taz swag. Oh man, early, early, uh, early Water Jones here. Felt a little dry. Had to get it in. You know what I mean? I just needed it, and I did the straw, but it didn't make any noise. What's going on here? Let me try this again. What's going on? No, oh, Mr. Jones. No, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> so listen, um, you guys know about TazShirts.com. That's where you get all your Taz shirts, all the shit. We got a hat on there, great hat. But there's also pins on there. A lot of you people, apparently, like these fucking pins. So go to TazShirts.com. You get a throwback human suplex machine pin, a caricature of myself. Uh, the great guys over at Pro Wrestling Tees, namely Ryan, did a great job and did a cool ass pin for yours truly for me. So you can just, it's easy if you just go to, uh, to TazShirts.com and you'll go under accessories or scroll to the bottom and you can get yourself a pin. Um, I'm pretty sure the thing's like fucking 12, 13 bucks and it's custom and shit. And I, I don't, I know a lot of people love the pin game. Um, I never was into that. But apparently it's a huge thing, and a lot of not just wrestling fans, people love pins. Um, and I'm not making fun of it. It's just I, I don't make fun of what people dig and shit. It's like to each his own. Um, I just didn't realize that. So when Ryan's like, Taz, you want to do a custom pin for you? We're doing some pins with some of the guys. I'm like, what kind of fucking pin are you talking about, bro? He goes, a pin, dude, a pin. He's texting me. I'm like, what kind of pin? It was a pin of you. I go, me? He goes, yeah, you. He's a, this is a text exchange. I go, what's it going to look like? He goes, like your micro brawler. I go to a little uh, fucking guy, uh, the little Taz guy. He goes, yeah, just like that. I go, fucking great, do it. I love it. I go, this shit ain't going to sell. He goes, it's going to sell. Sure enough, you guys are buying them. So you can get the pin at TazShirts.com. That's what 1Z and all your Taz T-shirts. Got to put a new shirt out soon. I haven't put a new shirt out in a while, so we'll do one of those too. But get all your Taz shirts there uh, for sure. Help the cause. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying right here. So help your boy out. And um, and if there's anything you guys feel like you want on there, if you guys are thinking of a hoodie for the winter, we can. We had hoodies in the past on there. I don't know if we have a hoodie now on there, to be honest. 
Uh, bang out a fucking new design of a new hoodie if you guys want a hoodie, but it's a little bit more expensive the hoodie, so you gotta fucking go into your wallet. You know, Christmas Jones, or maybe after the holidays, maybe you're broke and you don't want to spend money. I don't know. Fucking figure that whole thing out. Um, what else we got? We got uh, we got uh, yeah, we got that. We got the break. That's what we got. Yeah, I was gonna plug something else, but I'm not gonna. How about that? Freestyle Jones. We're gonna do a little. Get yourself to the WWE Network. We're going to do a November to Remember 1999. Just my match with Van Dam. I'm not going to go through the whole show. This is rare that I do this. But I want to bring you guys behind the scenes a little bit on how it was back then and where I was in my mindset. This was basically my last ECW paper, my last match uh, in the original ECW, that is. The original, the real fucking deal. So uh, go to WWE Network, like I said, and search November to Remember and go to 1 hour 45.45. That's where we want to go. All right, I'll be right back. Going to break. Uh, I'm Taz. Uh, You're not. All right. Big hoss. All right, here we go. So as I said before, at Norsey. One hour, 145.45. That's your time cue. I would hope by now I said it 5,000 times that you people are there. When I hit play, I'll tell you. Okay, I want to set the table first. When I hit play, I'll say, this is an example. I'll say, I'm hitting play in three, two, one. I'll count us in. So we're in sync, kids. Before we do that, right before my entrance to face Van Damme, Okay, um, Joey Styles and Cyrus did it on camera. They were the announcers, obviously, and they did it on camera beforehand, uh, kind of setting the table for the match. And I'm not going to p- go through that right now, but before you watch this, maybe you pause the podcast and you listen to that, or maybe after whatever, you know, they, there's definitely subtle things in there that was said where you could tell that I was leaving, you know, by the announcers. They did the right thing. They did their job. And even at the top of this show, I'm not going to play that here either, at this November to remember 1999, which was from the great city of Buffalo, me being a Buffalo Bills fan, I love the city. I also loved working in that building in Buffalo. Many of you listening to me maybe were in attendance. Maybe maybe you're from up in that area, Rochester or Buffalo or Canada or somewhere up there. I used to drive down to Buffalo at the Burke Flickinshire Center. I loved working in that building. I had so much fun working there. I've worked in that building a lot. I used to love going to Buffalo for ECW. I really did. I, I used to love that town. <clears throat> I really did. And uh, it was kind of weird for me in a way that this was like my last big match, big pay-per-view match for ECW, and I knew it, uh, in that town, you know, because that, that you know, it, it had a certain uh, – Something about that building I liked. Uh, the people were always fucking red hot. It was just fun to work there. I enjoyed it. Um, but at the top of the show, November to remember, 99, um, I actually did an in-ring promo and got in Joey Styles' face. And it was a whole, it was a bit, it was a, it was a work, obviously, where I was pissed at. I said, I'm paraphrasing, you know, you didn't give me, you didn't return my call. You haven't returned my email. I left you a voicemail. I spoke to your wife twice. I said, tell them to call me. Nothing. You fucking blew me off. And like I was mad at Joey because he blew me off. And the reason why is because like the overview, people knew that I was that the word was out. I was going to WWE. And so the bit we were doing, everybody that knew, like if you knew, knew, you knew Joey and Taz were good friends. And we were back then. We were very good friends. We're still good friends. But we were very good friends back then. Our wives were good friends. So we, you know, we whenever there was 
ECW pay-per-views, you know, Joe would bring uh, his wife. I'd bring my wife. We'd go to dinner. You know, we, we'd make sure we're staying at the same hotel. The girls would hang out. We, we'd go to work, blah, blah. You know, so, so you know, it was – we always had a good friendship, Joey and I. So um, uh, he'll be my friend to the end of time, you know. And um, so, you know, I got in his face, like, and all that shit, and, and you know, I'm pissed off at him and all that stuff that, that even he, the overtone of it, was even he is blowing me off because he knows I'm leaving and we were friends and and you know and he implied that I choked Van Dam out from behind a week before and uh, that that I would be such a heinous scumbag. You understand? I was a heel as heel can be during this time. I hated and like hated and more than just wrestling heat. I was hated because I was leaving. And that's what's interesting about this before I hit play here. We had to hit and play yet. You were hated when you were leaving. And that speaks volumes of what the territory was, of what the fan base felt of ECW. You were hated when you left. That's kind of a lost thing for the most part today. I can't speak for a lot of these smaller independents, but for the most part, that doesn't happen. I mean, I'm not saying it's never happened in, in the past, shit, four or five years. <laughs> I'm sure it has. But for the most part, you don't see that a lot. That happened a lot in ECW when people were leaving. The fans felt betrayed. And I knew I was leaving. Paul Heyman knew I was leaving. And, you know, this is before the internet craze and all that, but this was the beginnings of it. It was 1999. So the word kind of was sprinkling out there that I was leaving. And before I even, once I officially signed with WWE, and, you know, Paul knew that I was definitely leaving, uh, we crossed my mind. I remember talking to my wife about it and some of my closer friends, like Joey Styles back then, or Chris Chetty and... um. Oh, you know, I didn't have a ton of people I was super close to back then, but my concerns were the people are going to fucking hate me and be pissed at me and chant, you know, you sold out, you sold out. That was the cliche chant, which they did. Um, <laughs> but, and that, a lot of that stuff happened in Chicago, but this, 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 at the, the three way with, with Tanaka, when I lost the title, it's Tanaka and uh, Mike Awesome. This was after that. This was November to remember 99. This was after that happened. But in Chicago, we knew I was leaving. And then this was, so then I, I, I missed a lot of the fall or whatever the hell it was. And then I did a litany of jobs on the way out the door. Paul just wanted, you know, I, I had to do the honors on the way out. Paul and I weren't exactly tight back then. Obviously, things have cooled off a, a ton. And we, you know, I consider him a friend. I think he considers me a friend. And, you know, um, there's a massive respect there I have for him. Uh, and always will um, for the opportunities. But it was a real difficult time in my life. You would think, shit, man, you just signed a big deal with WWE. You're going to debut at Master Square Garden, which at that time I didn't know I was debuting at Master Square Garden. <clears throat> of remember to remember, I knew I was going to WWE. I didn't know where I was, was debuting. Um, I didn't find out about that until I think in December. So um, the thing is, man, like, even though it was like, wow, you, why were you pissed? I, it was very hard to leave ECW, like really, really hard. And there's a point in this match where I'm going to point that out to you, actually, you know, right as the match before it starts. Let's hit play, and uh, let's get into it. So right, here we go. Three, two, hold on, wait. 
Wait a second. Three, two, wait, take two. Take two. This is why I'm not a producer. Three, two, three, two, one, go. Oh, let me lower this a little bit. All right, so I'll keep the volume of the announcers a little lower in the background. Let me finagle with this. Hang on. Chatamade, Kudasai. All right, we're still playing. It's still playing. So that, so I did not hit pause. So I, we're not going to keep the announcers, though. We're going to keep the announcers off. It's just more, it's better. Otherwise, it's distracting. All right, so at this time, you know, I mean, you know, I'm doing my entrance. I didn't get as massive as a pop as I normally would. I say that humbly because I came out earlier in the night. And usually, you, you know, uh, as fans, you guys probably experienced that. <laughs> you know, you give the guy the pop the first time you see him. Second time, maybe not as big. That's normally how it goes. <laughs> but um, so. What's going through my head right now is I got the towel on my head and I'm I'm getting in the ring is I'm I'm all business in my head about the match. Um but I know throughout that day I definitely had emotions going through me. Uh, not to sound soft, but you know, um you know, I I it was kind of sad. It was kind of weird because it was the reality was hitting me hard that this thing is this thing is, you know, just this thing's done, you know. Uh um, so, um, um, what do you call it? So, um, I, I, uh, it was hard for me. It was hard for me as before Van Dam comes out. Um, it was hard for me to, to do this match. It had nothing to do with Rob. It had nothing to do with anything else, except that I just mentally was, it was just difficult for me. Rob was, you know, loyal to the company. He wasn't leaving. He was staying. Um, I'm, you know, now, by the way, just what's going on in the ring is I just took the towel off my head. I normally would stay in the corner with my arms crossed with the towel on my head, but I knew his entrance was going to take a while. And I kind of felt a little bit looser in this match where I was upset and all that, but my, my head, I had to get looser. So I took the towel off. I had to get out of that, that hardcore nasty Taz mode. And I was stretching the ring, just to loosen up, get my head right. Now Van Damme's coming out with Fonzie behind him and he's a TV champ at this time. And Rob. It was loved. I mean, Rob was pushed hard and, and earned the push and worked his ass off. Um, you see a nice negative sign towards me. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of negative signs. There's a nice Taz FU sign. Uh, there's a bunch of hatred on me, uh, and they love Rob. And that's the idea. That's the, the key. Um, but it was it was hard because I knew there's the FU Taz sign. I knew that I uh, I knew that it was done and. And it was all hitting me. It was hitting me on the way to the building. It was hitting me in the locker room. Um, and a lot of the guys knew it. I mean, I don't want to sit, sit here and say the guys were all compassionate towards me and, and hugging me and baby-facing me, but everybody knew that. It was it was bothering me. The guys, they, Rob knew. Rob, you know, we, we didn't really, be honest with you, this match, and, and that's the cool thing. Hold on. My uh, gimmick is buffering, so it's paused right now at 48.35. And now it's on pause, just so you know. So it's rolling. It's at 48.39. So... Um, I, I mean, one hour and 48th or not. So uh, Rob knew, and, and even this match, and, and, and like a lot of matches a lot of us had in ECW, we, we called it in the ring a lot of it. This match, we called the bulk of it in the ring. Like, there was not much going over it, like, backstage. Like, we didn't. That's not how it was. And that's something else I wanted to point out during this match that, um, you know, yeah, Rob's circling around high-fiving people and shit. He's still not in the ring. But it was it was a deal where... um. You know, like today, the matches are a little different. Things seem a little bit more. I think guys and girls are calling stuff too much in the back. It seems like sometimes paint by numbers. And I support the young wrestlers. But I do think one day, hopefully, it goes back to calling shit in the ring a little bit old school 
where you it's not as smooth looking and it looks more organic and you're going to see that in this match i haven't seen this match in a long time but i remember the match and um you know, uh, Rob's really soaking in the people right now and, and taking his time. That was the, Rob's typical entrance. He did that, and it was cool, and it worked. He just, you know, uh, people loved him and shit, so he was over. And so, I, you know, now Rob's finally in the ring here, and um, I go back to folding my arms. So, because I, you know, I know, you know, we both know Rob, and I both know the, the ring announcements are coming. And I'm the challenger for the TV title here. So, you know, uh Everybody in, in the building knows I'm not going to win. The announcers know I'm not going to win. They kind of subtly touch on it. Like, and, and Cyrus was doing this heel commentated thing, and he was saying, you know where this title's going to go if he wins it, right? You know, meaning WWF TV, WWE TV. Now, this is the part I wanted to talk about. Let's, uh, let's watch here. I have my arms folded, and the ring announcer's going through all of my championship that I held in the company. Um, and he's going through them all. And you can see at this point, like I'm, I, my face, I kind of, uh, at around one minute, 50 seconds, and 40 seconds, it's kind of hit me. Hearing him, the announcers say all these different championships, and I'm going through my head when I won these titles. And I'm, I'm feeling emotional as a, while I'm standing there. <laughs> That's never happened to me in a match before a match ever like 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 i almost fucking cried like because it was over i knew it was over and and that moment i i I, you know i i wanted to talk about and that's one of the main reasons why i wanted to do this watch log was for watch along for that moment because that was a rare thing my face was telling you that story and that that story was legitimate because i really was fucking you know it was my decision it wasn't like you know paul him said you have to leave I, i left on my terms but I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing. I was I was a little nervous. I was because I knew, you know, that I was a made guy in ECW and I worked hard to get there and, and, and the fans, you know, loved me or loved to hate me, whatever. And I, I was over. And just like Sabu was over, just like Shane Douglas was over, just like Van Damme was over, just like Raven was over, or Time of Dream was over, the Dudleys, you know, you 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 know, you know you're over, you know, and 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 other guys, you know. So not just the guys their name. <laughs> Point is when you leave that comfort zone. And that goes for guys that whatever. Let's say someone leaves WWE right now and goes to AEW. Yeah, that you can have that same feeling, or vice versa. Let's say a guy leaves, you know, AEW and he's going to WWE. You know, you you you're leaving that comfort zone. You know, if you're getting a push there. You know, uh, let's say a Santana Ortiz in, in a year their contracts up and they go to WWE hypothetically. You know, uh, they're going to be a little. There's going to be some, you know, little, little concern, little nervousness, you know, because you don't know how you're going to be used. Even though the promoter will tell you you're going to be pushed, you never know. So I, I was uh, paid a lot of money in a contract, the money that they should have pushed me, WWE, and, and I didn't get that push. But whatever. So now we're squaring off. We're looking at each other. Ref did the old school checking of each other. You'll see some things like the ref come and check on the boots like we just already did that. You don't see that a lot today. You don't see that stuff. This is this is how we used to do shit all the time. We were kind of a throwback promotion, but we were kind of last of the territories, and now we're just circling up, and we have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> um we're just gonna we're gonna just call it a ring and ad libit. Rob uh still doing the thumb gimmick. People are popping and we're fixing to get into it here. So <clears throat> you know, again, this is all going through my head. I'm like, well, I know I'm hated. I know I feel it. I felt it when I came out for the promo with Joey. So I know I'm working with a guy who's over like Rover has a big baby face. So 
So now we just did a little standard switch and then Rob did a, a leg sweep and I just did a headlock takedown on him. So when he got a head scissor, I kicked out, do a little standoff quick. Well, nope. Ducked the kick. He ducked my clothesline. Now we stand off. There you go. And all that you saw right there is uh, that's just called in the ring. That's just ad libbed. So just, I'm not going to pull back the curtain a ton, ton, a little bit during the physicality, but I'm just letting you know the bulk of this stuff you, you fixed to watch here is, is ad libbed. Um, and, and again, that part of it is, I feel part of that, like I said earlier, is what the business kind of needs and feel needs to have today, that organicness. So, like, it's just you you could feel there's a difference here. It doesn't seem like if you're watching the way some of the guys are, and girls are like uh, NXT. Like, if you watch NXT match, they're great matches, but sometimes it feels uh, like it's segmented, you know, and it's not their fault. It's just they're, they're, there's time restraints. That's the way the company wants it. It's just it's a little tougher. This is what you're watching. Again, Rob just came at me. I did a, a, a headlock overhook into a sweep and took him down. Now he went to rope to break the hold. So, you know, you could see the speed and, and of both of us, how we're getting into it and starting to amp up. We took our time, start off slow, crescendo up, pause, go a little faster, crescendo up, pause. It's, it's you're climaxing up, you know, and I just flipped everybody off because I'm just angry and that's that. Fuck everybody. So uh, I, I don't have the volume on, so I don't know what's being chanted. But, you know, um, I, I and then doing a watch along here as just as we still didn't tie up. We well we tied up already a few times, but now I'm telling the ref to check him for something. But as I'm watching this here, before we do some more physicality here in a second, you know, it, you know, it, that's what jumped out to me too. Thinking about this match, um, and you could just see right there. Like, let's pause, guys. Please pause, 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 pause. So, if you back up to sorry to be a pain in the ass here. This is where I'm not an expert with the watch long, so just work with me. Let's say 10 sec. Let's go 155 even. Let's try that. Uh, yeah, 150. I'm sorry. Yeah, one. Hold on. Let me get there. I told you I'm the shits at this, and this this laptop's not working great. Um, give me a second. We'll get there. Uh, hang on. I apologize about this, guys. This is why I gotta I gotta be better at watch long, so don't you know. Don't bitch about your free lunch, but <laughs> no. So, okay. So before we get there again, just pause it right now. You might be set at one fifty-five before me because you. I guarantee you guys are better than me at this. I go for a kick in his belly, I believe, and he goes to kick me too. This goes to show. Now it looks like a botch, right? It looks like a botch. Now don't hit play yet, but it, it's actually just two guys not on the same page, which you would think is a botch. But see, I think it's good. Because I, I I think it shows it's more. Now, hit play at, at 55, one hour, 55 seconds. So I'm complaining to the ref about something to him. Ref Jim Monolo here. Good ref. Real good ref. Always was. Now, watch. We both go to kick. He does a kick. See? And we're kind of off. But then I hit him with a kick and then punch him. You could see the timing was off a little bit. But I, I love that. I don't know if you guys like that. It's not just because it's my match. Don't get me wrong. I like that that organic feel that real feel because in a real fight it's not it's not dancing you know it's not you know it's got to be and even he just kicked me in the face he's in the corner he's getting ready to do something i'm selling my face and then we're on on the same page again and he came at me and started hitting me that shit is the way matches used to go and it it just i, I don't know i maybe i'm a little bit of a throwback and it just feels like it comes more off to me more more realistic and now we have another standoff here and you know, it's the flexibility of the boy back in the day. Yeah. I'm on shins right there. 
on shins. That's that's hard to do at 250, 5'9". But uh, anyway, I'm not going to compare my flexibility to Van Damme, especially back then. He was just like like Stretch Armstrong. But so we're going to let this keep playing. So, um, but at this time, like like I said, during that time, it was a, a really bitch of a time, and not just for me, for Paul Heyman. You know, he had to figure this out, like because he had a lot invested in me. I was a grand champion there. I hold every held every title, pushed to the moon. Got a lot of guys over. I'm sorry, I beat a lot of guys. A lot of guys put me over, beat a ton of guys. So now on the way at the door, I got to redo those favors. And I did that. I didn't. And during that time, because of the Bret Hart shit and all that, you know, that was like a popular thing where people would just fucking bail out on the company and leave. That's kind of what happened with Mike Awesome, you know, where he was just going to bail out and leave and take the title. And that's, you know, uh, that's happened, you know, where people, you know, you know, the story about, uh, uh, Alondra blaze, which she did on nitro with the women's title, you know, so that stuff was happening and uh, I was, and I was not going to do that. I was going to do the honors on the way out the door. I did not expect to do as many honors out the door. <laughs> it was a lot, by the way, I just backdropped Van Dam over the top rope and now I went outside. Now we're going to fight on the outside of it. Just so you know, I'm still watching this thing, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was it was uh, it was important to me to do the, the right thing on the out the door, and I knew Van Dam was a guy obviously that was a pushed top guy, and one top guy's leaving, I gotta make sure I put this top guy over, you know, and and others, you know, so that's kind of how it went for me for a couple of months leaving ECW. It was tough, it was tough for me on a lot of levels. It just it was you know, but again, I made my own bed. It was I was one leaving. Um, you know, everybody says, do the right thing, do the honors, and at the door. It's easier said than done. I mean, um, it's easy to say that, but when you're on the road doing that and you know you're you're dead end in this thing, in this territory, but you, you have to. You have to do the honors, and I, I'm proud of that. Um, that's how you keep the right reputation. So people can say what they want about me. Uh, oh, he was a hard ass. He was a dick. He was this. He was that. Oh, he was fucking took himself so serious. That's probably all true, but I was business. I was a pro. You know, as Fonzie's holding the fucking chair to my head. What am I doing here? Oh, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to hold that chair. Look, I was holding the chair myself, and Van Damme flew from guardrail to guardrail, crossbody Jones, right on me, and we took out a bunch of fans in the front row. So <laughs> that shit used to happen, dude. And that's why people are like, oh, ECW is real. You guys are crazy. Yeah, because we would do shit like that. We would just go fucking nuts. And even though I wasn't a guy doing dives, I was catching dudes, you know, and I loved it, man. It was it was fun. Um, so, but I, I know, like, I know even during this match, like I'm thinking, you know, my head's clear. Rob came ring, did his bow. He got a big pop and did that curtsy type bow. And I'm selling on the outside, fixing to get back in the ring. But, um, you know, uh, oh, clipped the knee. I remember that spot. Rob himself breaking towards the hard camera. And I took out the back of his knee. If you watch that again, dude, like watch his cell. Let's pause this. Oh, this is going to be fun. I love when I pause. Let's pause. I'm at <laughs> Rob selling 159.17. Back up, Jones. Okay, let's back up. Let's back up to the, the clip of the knee. Okay, so that's going to be at. <clears throat> I really got to get better at the watch long. That's going to be that's going to be at around 158.55. Go there. And play. So, uh, right around 159.05, here I come. I clipped the knee. Look at the cell by Van Damme. I mean, the cell was great. He crumbled. He never looked at me. That takes balls. 
you know I'm going to clip your knee um, because at one point in the back, I said, I'm going to get on your knee. He goes, I think it's a good idea. He goes, why don't you clip my knee? Uh, and I'm like, I'll find an opening. He goes, and then I think he suggested the spot. But we didn't, like, plan it. It was just like an overview. That's how things used to be. You know, you didn't really say, let's do it. I'm going to do this exactly here, you know. So now I'm getting the heat. I'm stomping on them. And if you notice, I'm kind of methodical in my heat. I'm Usually I believe in having a sense of urgency when you have the baby face down and you have that heat spot. But I knew I had the people in the palm of my hands as a heel. I was hated. So I was methodical as I got my heat. I know I'm in a, guy, a ring with a fucking guy who can sell his ass off like Rob. So I know he's selling that knee. Um, concrete crash is coming. Boom. Yeah, that's a nasty spot. And Rob took it great. Look how good he sells. Jesus. Unbelievable. I never had that ability. Like, uh, but, and I, I cover him and I hook his leg, I hook his arm, I make sure I have like a three point hook. And if you notice when I cover him, again, let's pause. Let's pause. Let's pause. I'm getting better. We're going to go back to the cover. It sounds weird, but. We're going to go back, uh, sort of the concrete crash, the, the, the spot in the corner, like the Alabama slam that Holly used to do. Okay, boom, I did that to him. Rob's selling. That's where we are right now. I'm hitting, I'm, I've been playing. It's at two minutes, uh, two hours and six seconds. That is the cover. Let's pause at the cover. So on the cover, at around two minutes and eight seconds, if you look, I have his leg hooked. I have his other leg hooked with my leg. And I have the back of my left tricep across his jawline, which is the right way to put pressure on someone while you cover them. Okay, you keep all, all my weight is on his chest, legit. Okay, and I'm hooking all points of his his limbs because his right arm I'm crushing with my my uh, middle of my hips. So, <clears throat> you know, that's how you cover when you cover cover somebody. I keep it paused. I um. I have a pet peeve about some of the young wrestlers today, the current wrestlers today that drives me crazy. Everyone does these covers where they hook the leg and they look up at the lights. Like they put their back against their opponent's chest and they look straight up and they got the drama face and all that. And, and I, you know, I, I hate that. Like I hate it because when you cover someone, that's not how you cover someone. I understand we want to see people's faces. It's TV. I get that. But I'm trying to win a fucking match. Still paused. I'm trying to win a fucking match. I'm going to cover you like I'm trying to fucking beat you. Straight trying to fucking beat you. Let's hit play. Go. Boom. So, and Rob does a strong kick out. Now, but my point is that cover is like important like to me. And I didn't cover guys like that every single time, but a lot of times I did. I've, I never did that whole, I don't think I've ever done that, turn my back onto the guy and then fucking look up to the sky. Cross faces now on Van Damme. I'm hitting him with some couple of cross faces. And, you know, I would bring those cross faces. But, you know, certain guys you work with, like Rob, I knew I could lay it in on Rob. He laid it on me. We worked real snug with each other. And... You know, that's how it was. You know, it's just it's just that that's how we worked, and a lot of guys worked, especially in ECW. We all worked pretty aggressive. Um, Rob selling, he's like grabbing at me. I'm now we did a reversal, so it's like again, oh, double overhook. I double overhook him, and I hit him with a, a Tiger Tazplex. That was so, and Rob sells upside down. You know, which is great, and the people I'm sure are popping, and uh, you know. Again, that's a spot that you know we're we're winging it like we're just we're calling the shit in the ring, <laughs> you know. So, and now I, I remember this. I go for a table. And I got this look on my face. Like, what the fuck's going on? And there was not a table there. Then I had to move over to get another table. But I'm pretty poised in my face um, because 
Um, I'm not blown up. I, I, you know, worked a lot of years at this point in my career. Um, so it's, it's just another day at the office, a match We're going at it. I know I'm in there with a guy pro. He's, he's the same way as me. Rob could wrestle all night. So it's, you don't blow up neither. So I don't remember what the spot is. I know there's a table that I'm putting in the corner. Rob is selling. And I used to do a lot of, whenever I would do a table, a lot of times I would do it like a ramp in a corner. I don't know whoever, I don't know if anyone ever done that before me. I know I tried to do tables different than other guys in the company. That's why I did the ramp gimmick. We used to call it a ramp. Sabu named it ramp. Now Rob and I are punching, punching. He just did a jump and spin kick and dropped me. So we're both down. Uh, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The table's still sitting there like a ramp. I I don't remember the spot, what's about to happen. I, I don't remember. Some guys could watch their matches back and tell you everything that's going to happen before it happens. I can't. Oh, I think this rolling thunder. No, Rob just did a roll, a run and drop kick me low. He's going to do a rolling thunder right here. I can feel that. Or oh, handstand into a, a back handspring like a moonsault. See, even Rob, the way he covered me, you know, he covered me, topped me. He didn't hook my leg, but he, he topped me. That's how you cover people. Now he did a rolling thunder and, I, and nailed me with the with his back with the rolling thunder. So, and again, the cover, he puts his weight on my chest, pulls my leg back, hooks the leg. All his points are down. Uh, let's pause again. I, I, it's, it's important. It's important. Back up to Rob's cover. So a little different than my cover, the, the second cover he did. Again, he's trying to win. I'll give you the time code in a second, guys. He does the rolling thunder. Boom. I eat it. And we're going to pause right around two hours and boom, right there. Two hours, two seconds, 45 seconds, let's call, let's call it. Okay, he has the leg hooked. He's got not all four four points of me. He's got my left side controlled, my left leg, my left arm. His weight's on my bicep. I want you to look at Rob's right arm, his forearm. It's flat right across the mat. His weight's arm, he's pulling my leg towards my chest. It sounds simplistic. It's a cover. That's how you do it points are down his forearm is down to keep his weight down as i'm recording this podcast i'm doing it with my arm on his table like that that's important i you know some young wrestlers today they don't they don't i hate to be rude i don't want to be that guy but let's hit play three two one go they a lot of guys don't you know the flat parts of your body on takedowns or holds are important what you're doing where your body is um, if you watch martial artists, they do that all the time in grappling. It's just, that that's how you're trained. So it's important. It's important to do that. You know, um, I, I hope a lot of you guys understand what I'm saying. I think you guys do. I don't mean to be condescending, but it could be, I can get a little wordy with this shit. All right. So now we're going, uh, Rob's kicking my ass here. He's kicking the stomach for me in the face. He's shooting me to the corner and he's coming in for something. I don't know what's about. Oh, he's got a steel chair. Oh, I know the spot clothesline coming. Watch this. Oh, yeah, that was pretty stiff. Yeah, I, yeah, there ain't many guys you could do that to like I did. I, Rob, you know, you, I, he did like a roll thing. He had the chair, and I caught him in midair with the clothesline. And if you notice, I give him time to sell. I don't go right after him because, I, again, I know how good of a seller he is. So he's getting himself over. He's getting me over, so I leave him alone. And then I kick the chair out of the way because I don't want to deal with the fucking chair. Um, <laughs> and so I went to 
I don't know what we're doing here. So again, calling it a ring. So it's you guys could call it a botch, but it's 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 rough because it's like a fight. Yeah, it's like that's just how matches used to be. All right, table spots coming. I don't know what it is, but Rob, I reversed. He got me the headlock. Uh oh, high cradle Tazplex. That's what this is going to be. I I think so. Oh wait, steel chair. Duck Jones. There it is. High cradle. It's coming. Do it, Van Dam. Get it, baby. Yeah. There you go. Spot worked. So high cradle, Tazplex to the table. We're both down. Uh, I would hope there's an ECW chant or a holy shit chant or something. Again, the audio's down. So, you know, um, yeah, you know, we, we, I don't know. We, now I'm going for a cover here. Now I'm on Dead Cell Jones, so it's not as much as the stuff as I'm just laying on him. That's the best Taz sold back then. I wasn't as good of a seller as like Tommy Dreamer or Rob Van Dam or some of these other guys. So, you know, now Fonzie's got a stale chair. And now for those that don't know the history, he used to be my manager. So I get in his face here a little bit and he's like, no, fuck you. And I'm like, fuck you, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what's about to happen. Oh, Fonzie slapped me. Okay. So he slapped me. Now I grab a steel chair and I'm fixing him with the steel chair. But Van Dam just climbed to the top. He's going to kick the shit out of me here. Look at this. Oh, yeah, Van Daminator Jones. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Look at how far Rob went across the ring. Insane. Dude, Just when he would kick a Van Daminator, you'd have the steel chair. Dude, it was like a fucking gun went off. I am not joking. I'm talking like a fucking gun went off, and your face, the side of your head, ate it, dude. Like, it, you know, video doesn't do it justice, dude. I'm I'm shooting with you. <laughs> but, again, that's how we worked, you know. Um. And Rob worked with Jerry Lynn like that, worked with a lot of guys, and, and that's, you know. All right, so Rob went to the top, and I chopped him down. I'm climbing the ropes with him. Oh, I remember this is going towards the finish. So look at this is going to look like a serious botch, and this is something we did work out where I'm going for a head and arm Tazplex off the ropes, and we did a spot where he slips off, and then I slip and fall down. And people thought it was a botch, but if you look, I position myself for the finish which I think is a split-legged moonsault, I think. Yep, there it is. No, that's not the finish. That was the spot going into the finish. The finish is the five-star frog. It's coming back to me now. I kicked out on the false finish of the um, the split-legged moonsault. So that's – anybody thought it was a botch? I, no, we, we wanted to make it look like – we weren't calling it botch. Nobody was saying botch back then. <laughs> so uh, we're getting ready to go to the finish. Now, I went for a German. He landed on his feet, Rob. He just did another jumping back spin kick to me. I'm down selling. I think we're getting ready to go home and to the finish here. Camera caught me looking at where he was. I repositioned my body, kind of exposed the business. <laughs> but, I, you know, I know he's doing that five-star frog splash, so I don't want homeboy landing on my fucking head, so I'm protecting myself, and so he can get the right spot, and he gets the victory. So that's it. So there's the win for him, and I'm going to stop the video. So that's it. So there's your watch long of the match portion of it. So. Yeah, man. Um, uh, first off, before I forget, I, let me know if you guys like it. We want me to do more of this type stuff. You know, tweet at me or on Instagram, whatever. Tweet, tweeting, it's probably good. But, you know, let me know the best you can, you know. Um, but anyway, it was a crazy time back then. And I was like I said, I gave you all the emotional crap of it, what it was like. But, you know, I, I pulled back the curtain a lot for you there to give you a lot of information. It was always fun uh, wrestling Rob, too, and all that shit. And, uh, um, you know, 
and it, it was it, whatever. It was great. It was great. It worked out great uh, for for Rob eventually because he ended up in WWE also, and he ended up getting a great push and became a big star there too. So I was morphing into then into my commentary role, and then Rob and I crossed paths again in TNA. I was a commentator. He came in. He was getting big push and all that. So you know, and and Rob's been on the Taz show several times as you guys know. So so uh, so that's the deal. Despite the infamous pick a hand story where people think rob uh beat me up and put me into a bloody mess uh which was not true uh it's a lie uh, i don't need to go through it again but anyway that story's uh i don't know 22 three four years old i have no idea it was fun doing this though and let me know if you liked it guys seriously i hope you liked it and i'm sorry that i fucked up on the pausing but um <clears throat> You know, I, I if I'm gonna do more of them, I'll get better at them. I, I don't want to be self-serving, like oh shit, you did your match. I don't know. I just I remember that spot in the corner where I had that face on, like this is hard. That you know, my arms crossed and I kind of got emotional Jones. You know what I mean? All right, guys, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm Taz. You're not. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you. I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal Play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture Don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me